In this week's episode, we're breaking the internet with Ralph. We'll give you our semi-spoiler-free review of the film and see how it stacks up with the first one. Disneyland After Dark surprisingly returns next year with two new themes and endless wardrobe choices. Other than that, it is a particularly slow news week, but don't worry, I'm here just to make it seem even longer. Also, Candlelight Processional, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. gets renewed, Wreck-It Rachel gets a name change, and more on this shot-for-shot episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring up me, Harley Joe. You never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> made you look happy new year oh wait no that's not it no uh happy take two. thanksgiving no 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 take three wait happy uh uh wait oh i know black friday no that's past oh cyber monday that's it that's, that's the today. one that's, that's today. today yes cyber monday wait a minute don't we normally record on tuesdays oh yeah, huh? Something's happening on Tuesday, though. Oh, wait. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday to Tim the Tech. Oh. Wait, no, that's not what I was talking about. Oh, no, okay. but we're there, though. <laughs> we'll be there. He will be there. But, yeah, it's Tim's uh, Tim the Tech's birthday. And Diggs's fantastic dental day. That's tomorrow. Yeah, that's tomorrow. I mean, on Tuesday. I mean, yes. they might be listening on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Well, happy days. The days repeat. <laughs> they just repeat yeah uh we are recording on monday because i am going to the dentist uh tomorrow happy birthday <laughs> to get my tooth pulled Woo! yeah so lucky me. Gas. i hope i get something this is not gonna feel good well um i mean i think pretty much the way it works is if you constantly complain up to a certain point they'll continue to give you more of stuff like more novocaine more gas more I like that song. But you have to be vocal about it. Yeah. You know what? I I don't know what, what is worse, having the tooth pulled or having a root canal. Uh, having a bag hanging off of your side <laughs> with, yes. a, with a tube going inside of you. I've already done the worst part. Boom. Mic dropped. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's, that's my point. I've done the tube thing. That hurt. I uh, I had a root canal. It didn't hurt me as, as much. I had all four wisdom teeth pulled out at the same time. Is it hurt after? Which one? The root canal? The wisdom teeth. Oh, I mean, no. Oh, that one hurt. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if it's like, if, that, if that's going to be the same type of pain, I'm okay. I've done it before, and it wasn't as bad as, you know, having that tube in my... They don't give you the Vicodin anymore now from the dental work, do they? I mean, at least it's no ablation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hang in there, Kenley. 
the, I got Vicodin when I when I did my my uh, wisdom, wisdom teeth. How many years ago? Was it's that? been a while. Yeah. So I don't. Things I don't, have changed. Like in the last two or three years, they don't give the the painkillers like they used to. So anyway, that's why we're here on Monday recording. So um, hopefully, yes. hopefully um, I'm feeling better by the time you guys hear this. Woo-hoo. So hey, let's talk about uh, Black Friday real quick. It okay. Was, it was not as black as I anticipated. It oh, it was, was for me because it was dark. It was dark, <laughs> yeah. And they opened the stores even an hour earlier than last year. This year was 5 p.m. Well, it, it, it depends on the store, but Wait, I... 5 p.m.? Best Buy, Target, uh, at least those two opened at 5 p.m. On Black Friday? On, oh, no, I mean on... on Thursday. Th- on Thursday, for oh. Black Friday. But on, I'm talking about on Friday, actually. So I've never, ever gone out to do a Black Friday because I never ever have money to go Black Friday, so why go if you don't have the money? And um, but I actually went this Friday, and I'll tell you why I went. But anyway, it was uh, really really bad because I went to Ontario Mills, oh. and I have my own little parking spot where I like to park. <laughs> and um, you usually, have a big truck and a little spot. I mean, exactly, that's, that's... big truck, little spot. So I went over to the area I go because. No one parks there because it's far, quote unquote, far, far away. And it was jam packed. It was packed. Wow. Was, I was like, "What the hell?" So I went to my second spot. Uh oh. And it was packed. I'm like, "Dang!" So it was really, really bad. It took me a while to find a parking spot. When I was going around to go to my, the, my second spot, I saw this empty area, and they had like four, three or four parking spaces. So I knew I can come back to that, which that's what I did. And yeah, it was just crazy. I go into the mall and it was just packed. It was like walking through uh, a venture land on a busy Saturday night. This was on Friday. Yes. What time of the day? It was about 10 o'clock. In the morning? No, at night. Oh, okay. So. It was still that busy at 10 o'clock at night? Yes. Damn. What time did they close last night? No, or actually, I mean Friday, actually, I mean. no, I'm. You know what? See, I'm already wrong. It was Thursday. Thursday, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. So it was Thursday for the Black Friday sales. So 10 o'clock at night on Thursday. And yeah, it so was. So I know the answer to this, even though there was no question. Uh, <laughs> the the stores opened like at whatever time. The, some of the big retailers at 5, some of them 6. Yeah, usually they'll close at like midnight and then reopen yeah. at 5 a.m. or whatever the time it is. Target and Best Buy were like 1 a.m., and then they close, and then they open up at a normal time and close a normal time on the actual Friday. It used to be, remember, 6 a.m., the five, or 5 a.m., doorbusters. That's how it used to be. So, yeah, it was packed. It was just crazy packed, and I was like... You're a doorbuster. Mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> this is why I don't do Black Friday sales. Oh, door. Did you get anything, though? Um, I got a couple of things. Yes, I did. Yeah? But was it worth the... Yes, it was. Let me tell you real quick, because I went to Under Armour. Everything there was 50% off. 50% off. That's a lot of percents. Yes, it is. So especially for Under Armour, because you know those are very expensive. So yeah, it was pretty cool. I got a couple of things that were like $25 for, what, twelve fifty or whatever it is? I don't Shirts. know. You know what you probably didn't think to do was uh, Guitar Center probably had a sale going on. You probably could have gotten the uh, headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Sam Ash. And I oh to, well, yeah, that's yeah. actually what I meant to say. Yeah, not, well, same thing. But yeah. yeah, I went to Sam Ash and I uh, I got the little 
the little flyer they were giving they giving out to see what's on sale. I actually didn't see that on there, and I did go and look for one over there. I was looking, but I couldn't find any, so I did look for that. Did you check the Cyber Monday deals for the Guitar Center? No, I didn't check that you because might. once again, I don't have any money. Oh well, but yeah, uh, the reason I was and you can donate at Patreon.com <laughs> slash Mousefire. So yeah, I went there. To Ontario Mills, it wasn't for Black Friday. It wasn't for the sales on the Thursday, Thanksgiving. It was uh, to, to go eat. Um, I, oh no! Well, I did go there and eat. I did eat when I was there, but it was to go check out Ralph breaks the internet. Oh, that's why I was there. Oh, you went on Thanksgiving? Yes. So the movie started at ten o'clock, and um, I was like, okay, you know, I was when I was looking for parking. I'm like, dang, if I would have thought about what was actually going on over here, I would have left my house earlier. I parked way on the other side, opposite side of the theater. So I basically was walking through the mall at 10 o'clock trying to get to the theater. Yeah, we saw uh, Ralph on Friday over here at Pointy Hills Mall, a.k.a. Twin Pines Mall, <laughs> a.k.a. Lone Pine Mall. And uh, it was on Black Friday, but it was in the evening. But, uh, you know, it was always kind of packed over there. We didn't... Yeah, we actually got kind of lucky. We didn't have to park, uh, walk like a mile. So yeah, I did, but it was all right. And of course, you know, like I said, I'm I'm walking in the mall at ten o'clock. Uh, that's when the movie was starting. But hey, you know, you got twenty thirty minutes of previews anyway. So so I was good, and I actually went to a well, I saw it in three D because that's was that was that's all they had playing playing. They didn't have it in Dolby you, at you that don't time. Mind the three D, I, I didn't mind it. I mean. It was either that or wait till the next day. Right. I'm, I'm like, I, I want to see it now. So I watched it in 3D, but I actually went into the dining theater where they serve you and everything. So I had a nice $25 burger, Ooh, you know. They're not 25 They're like twelve eighty nine. You want to see my receipt, how much I spent? I'm not saying you didn't. I'm just, I is it AMC? Yes. I spent $25 there. So, huh. so I did, uh, I mean, the burger wasn't all that. I would never have that burger again, you know, especially for that price. So, but anyway, yeah, that's why I went during that ruckus of all the people trying to buy things and, and all that. And it just kind of makes you mad. Cause you see all these people with all these bags of crap they have. And you're like, well, it must be nice to have money at the end of the month. Cause I don't, but yeah, Rick and Ralph, uh, we all saw it. I thought it was pretty cool. The The thing I really loved about it was the animation the different animations between like Ralph and Vanellope versus I forgot her name already. The main character. The one played by Gal Gadot. Oh, yeah. she's the other one, but no, there's the other one that's played by the Taji P No no no, not her. But uh the, the Gal Dagat. Yes. The one who the racing game. Gadot. I think it's Gadot. Gadot. So me, slaughter race. So those two animate, you know, the difference in those animations are just really. I don't cool. know. I can't think of that character's name. Yeah, I, 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 I know, but yeah, her. So I mean, just the, the two different types of animation they have. I mean, come like the in Wreck It Ralph, you had the different animation because you had the different video games. You know, you had his video video game, and then you know you had the characters from like you know um, uh, what do you call it, uh, Street Fighter, and you know all. They were all stuff. basically though in your uh, eight just eight to uh, thirty two bit range. <laughs> exactly. Whereas, because uh, even uh, even um, Sugar Rush is better graphics, but it's still kind of that same kind of, you know, kids, you know, 
I don't think it's 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 good graphics, but it's yeah. I think the real question is Ralph is obviously supposed to be like you know an eight bit eight to sixteen bit character. Do you guys think that Zangief waxes? Yes. I mean, I mean he asked you. I mean, like, the point was made the the hair coming out the shoes. I never even noticed that on Zangief before. <laughs> Real quick, uh, her name on and the character's name is Shank. Shank, Shank, yes. Shank's car. Exactly. So, I, that's why I really like the the animation when you have her character and the other ones versus Ralph and Vanellope. That that was really cool seeing that. Um, we're not going to really give any type of spoilers. No. But uh, how they incorporated the internet, what the internet is, that was really cool. And they covered a lot of the. I mean, a lot of the internet. Yes. It no. wasn't just the. Now, I'll just say real quick that I've made this point before that the internet has been done almost exactly like that before. Uh, there was the episode of Futurama that comes to my mind almost immediately where where they all go into the internet and it's almost exactly like that where some people are coming up to them with the with the pop-ups and they're walking through and they go into a room and it's, a, and it's one app and then they go into it. So it's been done before. This is just done with... You know, a lot more internet or, you know, better scale. graphics, bigger scale, better graphics. Now, I, uh, told in, in Futurama, it looks like a mall. Well, I told <laughs> Anthony today that, uh, this for, looks like a city. That Fernando Xavier Hubbard came over to my house today and to visit me real quick because uh, he was in the neighborhood. And we were talking about Wreck It Ralph or Ralph Breaks the Internet. And he says, oh, he wants to see it. I was telling him what I thought of it. And he, he hasn't seen it, but he, uh, he said there was an episode of, uh, Dave. Uh, Chappelle show where they had something like that like you were saying I don't want to go into detail because it was kind of like nasty yeah. but but I go yeah no, it was Dave Chappelle he was I go yeah he's just like that without that nastiness so so that's another uh, example of how this has been done so I, I guess you guys haven't but it seen was that. it was a it was a big I was a big scale it was almost uh, Sim City internet yeah. basically yeah, i can see it it was the the uh the way it was set up it was almost like it was like sim city internet basically and uh but i liked it i well, like oh my disney had its own city within the city <laughs> yes and i just want to uh give a shout out to uh, humphrey yes making a couple appearances when uh vanellope goes to oh my disney you can um, see humphrey how did you miss Dumphrey? what you well, for, for the other idiots, explain what what we're talking about. You didn't see Humphrey. I Humphrey made an appearance in the movie. Humphrey was in the movie when she goes to home. My Disney. Humphrey walks by in the background twice. Actually, he was uh picking it up and putting it in. Yeah. Okay. Well, the first time you, just, you see his butt and behind her head, kind of wiggling. Yeah. And then the next time it's He's a wide it, shot, and you see boom, boom. him. The ranger and I think one other bear walking by, picking up, uh, picking it up, putting it in, in oh, the, the bag, bears. bump, bump. Yeah, yeah, I saw the bears. I don't know why I'm not putting like Humphrey, I'm, I'm having. We a, talked you about did, Humphrey last week. I, we did, yeah, we did talk about Humphrey last week. I apparently am having trouble with the connection between the bear and the name Humphrey. Oh, okay, so, that was where we were crossing the streams. I don't know how to swim. <laughs> um. It's a little bit like uh, eighth grade, but you know, crossing streams, okay, I guess. You know. So yeah, Humphrey was uh, a couple times there. Uh, what was I gonna? Uh, I want to go back it up in the. Uh, I don't know if it was a specific choice that the avatars look like Funko Pops, 
They do. <laughs> they do look a little bit like Funko. I don't know if that was a specific choice and if what how Funko feels about that, but <laughs> um, they are they very much look like Funko Pops. No, when he says avatars, he means the real person characterizations in the movies. Yes. So who's supposed to be a real person wandering the internet? Yes. They look like Funko yeah, Pops. They do. So basically everybody that's wandering around the internet except for the people that are part of the internet are the avatars, which are they look like Funko Pops. They're popalicious. <laughs> so I thought the movie was pretty cool. I thought it was better than the first one. I just want to mention I I you got uh, he asked me earlier about this and I want to mention it because it's I think it's the important thing about this is to me the reason I think this is better is because the scope is bigger. It takes place on much on a much bigger stage. There's a lot more for them to do. Whereas in the first movie they were confined to basically ninety percent of the story took place inside Sugar Rush. You know, and obviously the whole the whole story of uh, what it means to be a friend and all that is is obviously always an important story to be told, you know, especially in Disney movies. It was really cool to see all I mean, we've seen the the some of the um you know, in the trailers you see in the internet, you see Amazon, eBay, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's pretty cool to see that. One of my favorite parts in the movie is, like, like he said, the Funko Pop people who represent the people online, how if they were to click a button, then all of a sudden they get into, like, a vehicle, and then, boom, they go yeah. to that site. That was pretty cool. I like how they represented that. Uh, what else? Um, the eBay was cool. Yeah, <laughs> eBay was really cool. I I thought that, uh, I don't know if this is really a spoiler, that when they overbid that there should have been a reaction from the avatar of the owner of the steering wheel. Who was who's the who, seller? The Yeah, the seller, when it jumped from whatever it was, the 200 dollars to $22,000. Whatever, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, us as eBay sellers, if I'm sitting there watching that and I see it jump from, from whatever it was, $200 to $22,000, <laughs> and then it ends, and then... It goes twenty four hours without anybody doing anything with it. Pain, you know. Yeah. You, as an eBay seller, you're sitting there waiting and waiting and thinking, <laughs> "Okay, they haven't paid. This was probably bogus, and they're not going to pay, and I probably just got screwed." And but then, as soon as then they paid at the last minute, and it's like, then you're going to get that notification on your phone that you just got twenty two thousand dollars <laughs> or whatever uh, pay into your PayPal account. Right. I would like to have seen that reaction from the uh, from the actual person getting the money. But other than that, yeah, I thought the eBay, all the eBay stuff was basically spot on. I thought the whole, although the whole, uh, oh, well, you must pay within 24 hours, but blah, 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 blah. It was uh, obviously uh, pretty far off. The actual uh, eBay rules, if only, if only. I know, huh? If only it was that easy. That's the, the that's how eBay rules should be, is you have twenty four hours to pay, or else you forfeit the item. Rather than it taking seven days basically before you could forfeit the item. I mean, if they were just naming numbers, I mean, millions should have potentially, you know. <laughs> but they don't even. They weren't naming. But they don't. They can't comprehend millions because they're video game characters. Right. I don't think their score even goes up that high. So they don't even. They probably don't even know a number above the highest score that's ever been scored on their game. Right. You know what I mean? So the the concept of numbers obviously was foreign to them. So they were just throwing out numbers that they knew that, that were higher than what 
what was already being said. So it was like, True. it was it's just it's really funny because it was just showing how ignorant they are to things outside their game and how fish out of water they were there in the internet, which is the best part of the story actually compared to like say a Futurama where they're not really they know what they're expecting. They didn't know what they were expecting going into the internet, and they were total fish out of water. And they could have gotten into so many more, much more, more trouble than what they did. But Speaking they, of they kept the uh, story pretty simple of them not getting into too much trouble of being, you know, wrong place at the right time or wrong place at the wrong time type of thing in the internet. The line that I thought they totally missed out with, an, in, with on the money aspect with Vanellope was when they told her. Oh, it's $27,000. And then when she said, you mean money? She should have asked how many quarters that was. Oh, that would have been <laughs> how funny. How many quarters is that? How many quarters is that? Good one, good one. That's a funny, yeah. Yeah, they, the total missed opportunity with that line. That's true. I guess they do would be aware of what a quarter is, but right. may not necessarily know that it's, Money. 25 cents, yeah. I mean, they obviously know they the know concept money. of money. They know it's money, but they, yeah. How many how many game credits does that equal, you know, or something like that? A lot. Uh, by the way, the uh, the music in some places was very Tron. Mm-hmm. And even when... Well, Tron was in the When movie. they're in the modem and the modem fires up. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. That was very Tron with all the lights and stuff. Yeah. And, because then they were almost doing, uh, they were almost doing like a almost a very, uh, you know, uh, the some of the music in the background was very Tron Legacy, which is awesome, right? Yeah, Anytime I, you get more Daft Punk, it's like you can't go wrong <laughs> with that. I know it wasn't bad Daft Punk, but it definitely was been definitely that. No, but at some point, I, by, I thought, man, did they get did they pull pieces of the soundtrack, or right. is it, did they get Daft Punk to come in and just do a little bit of background music, or? Probably, I said probably not. Daft Punk's not the background music kind of guys, but there were uh, several uh, references to other Rich Moore movies. Uh, there was references to Zootopia, and obviously uh, other Wreck-It Ralph, and uh, there was an A one one three. Yeah, that was pretty obvious if you didn't see it. That was right there. Yeah, it was right there. Big. It was probably the biggest A one one three they've ever done. I think uh, probably that was super obvious. Yeah, <laughs> there was a couple of things in that. There was right one after the other after the other. It was like I was like, oh my god, look! Oh my god, look! Oh my god, look! And the A one the A one one three is was the last of them. I'm trying to remember what the others were. Yeah, I don't. There's so much. I want to go back and I would love to go back and just I want to get it and put it when it comes on video. I want to put it on the screen and like pause it as soon as they yeah. go into the internet. And just start looking at all the stuff that's in the background. Mm-hmm. And then, like, throughout the whole movie, there's just, like, there's got to be so much stuff in the background going on. Uh, what was his name? Mr. Knows-It-All? Yeah. Uh, he that was, was, he one, was awesome. Once again, uh, Tudic. It was Mr. No, Knows-More. 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 Yeah. Mr. Knows-More. And that was, once again, Tudic, Tudic in it up. Alan Tudic in his uh, second role now in a... Uh, Ralph movie, his fourth, fourth role that I know of in a, in a uh, Rich Moore movie. So obviously he was. Well, I don't know if Rich Moore did uh, Frozen. Did Rich Moore did Frozen? I don't know. Of course, uh, he was Duke of Wesselton in Frozen. Then he was Duke Weaselton in Zootopia. 
he was King Candy in uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, okay. Alan Tudyk. He was King Candy in the first one. And wasn't he Hey Hey? Oh, yeah. In Moana. Right? Is he? I think so. I think you're right. That's right. I forgot about that. Of course, we don't need to talk about the princesses scene. That was just greatness. And the second time, when the, the, when the, parent, when the princesses appear the last time, it was great. There's a lot of great uh, musical cues in that, in that last part. I think they've, there's, a, there's a sampling of every single uh, princess's musical, oh, musical cue yeah, in yeah. that last part where you see the princesses. I'm not going to say what's going on because there's going be spoilers. Yeah. Uh, the last time you see the princesses, there's a lot of cool musical cues there. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought the movie was good. I think he thinks it's better than the first one. I Maybe, only because you're going in exploring the interwebs. Um, but it's not a movie that is like, oh my gosh, this is great. But it's still a good movie to go check out and watch. So I, I do recommend... Uh, it's better than Nutcracker in the four Yes, realms. I agree with that. So I, <laughs> I, I do recommend everyone going to check that out if you haven't seen it. And make sure you stay till the very, very end. Very, very not, end. not just the middle end. But yes, the, not the middle end. Very, very end. There's two secret scenes. <laughs> so, well, they're not really a secret. So definitely check those out. Yeah, wreck the internet. No, something <coughs> Whoa. You sound like Michael when he comes inside. Oh. Oh. Whoa. Sorry, Michael. Okay, so I guess there was advance notice to this. I didn't hear it. Because after everything had happened, I went back on the the Twitters and I looked and there was stuff up to six hours and stuff even from the night before saying that there was rumors that this was going to happen. And some of the uh, people in the know were laying down hints saying that it might happen. People were even laying hints about the uh, about it being shot for shot, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, I must have missed all of it. Because I'm glad. I'm glad too. Because I got kind of late on Thanksgiving. So I was sitting here eating lunch. And my mom had the game on. and But she had the volume down kind of low. So I'm sitting here eating a sandwich. You know, just what kind of sandwich? Uh, I think it was a ham. Uh, Black Forest ham with mayo. Cheese? No cheese. I don't, put cheese, on, I don't put cheese on lunch meat. Interesting. Was that a, a tribute to Black Friday? Oh, no, no, no. It was oh. just what we had. Okay. It was just something that tied me over. I'm sitting here eating a sandwich, and all of a sudden I look over, and I see the animals, and I see the birds flying, and I was like, no effing way, basically, to myself. And I got up, and I my mom's looking at me like I'm crazy, because I ran over, and I grabbed the remote, and I turned up the volume, and I'm like, oh my god, this is... And I, that was it. Just I let, trailed off, and then the, the, it was just playing. And of course, we're talking about the Lion King trailer oh, yeah, in the middle of that the game. Randomly, just came on during the uh, football game, which during like the I, Cowboys game. Of all things, well, yeah. I, I I understand the reason for that, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, the uh, like I said, well, like I was saying at the beginning, there were warning signs that this was going to happen. There was even people specifically saying by that morning that it was going to happen during that game. But I didn't know any of that until afterwards, so I'm glad. Like I said, it was a complete surprise. I look over, there it is, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? 
No, I didn't this expect it. This is the Lion it. King. I'm like, this is the Lion King trailer. And then I watched it, and I'm like, oh my god, that was so amazing. And I'm <laughs> like, you know, oh, I got something in my eye. I think, <laughs> I think there's something so, in both eyes. Yeah. And then I just... ham. <laughs> <laughs> was it that weird hard edge on the ham? It was that weird hard edge. Yeah. You know how Black Forest ham mm-hmm. has that black, yeah. that black stuff on the edge. That's the Black Forest. Yeah, that's the Black Forest. <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, whoa, I was not expecting that. I did not know it was going to happen. I'm glad I didn't know that it was going to happen. It was great. It was I missed it. Just emotions. And I had to go back and watch it all the I time. was on Twitter almost immediately, and then all of a sudden... Well, no, I wasn't on Twitter. I was on my, I had my, my phone in my hand. Literally, the second the trailer was over on the TV, uh, I got a notification from uh, Walt Disney Pictures because I had started putting having notifications for them. I got a notification from Walt Disney Pictures. Lion King trailer. <laughs> Like almost immediately after the trailer was over on the TV, because they're because they released it online. Yeah. Once it's released, they can release it right, yeah. basically simultaneously. But uh, now I understand that because uh, you know the uh, they always have one of the three games on on uh, on Thanksgiving is always kind of like a big like you know a. Uh, a Super matchup. Bowl, a Super Bowl light, not a manager matchup, but they treat it like a Super Bowl light, like Super Bowl extra light, where they have the halftime show and all that. Is that less feeling? Yeah, uh, not so much. And in this case, it was the Redskins getting tromped on by. Well, no, that was the, the Cowboys. Mor- Wait, no, no, or was that the Vikings? Oh no, that was the right game. Yeah, that game. Never mind. Never mind. I was thinking of because it could have been because everybody that watches football knows that the Cowboys and the Lions play on Thanksgiving. They have, for my whole entire life, the Lion, the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys play on Thanksgiving. Every single Thanksgiving, they, they don't never, play each other. They never play each other, but they're always playing somebody else. Uh, and uh, that's happened. There's basically always been two football games on Thanksgiving my whole life. Uh, recently, obviously, they added the third night game, which is basically just an extra Sunday night football Thankfully, without Chris Collinsworth, and uh, you obviously would have figured that if they were going to pick to have it, it would have been one of the three games. But obviously, the Cowboys game was being treated as the big game because that's well, the it one. Should have been the Lions. That's the game where it was the well, the Lions game was the morning game. Not everybody's up in the morning. Most once again, actually, if anything, uh, most people during the time of that game were watching probably more people watching the Macy's Day Parade than were watching the football game. So, uh, if anything, the Macy's Day Parade would have been more likely to have shown the trailer. Yeah, but sometimes they decided the Cowboys game was going to be the, the the main game. Plus, I don't know what channel that was on, but either way, uh, that one was the one that ended up with the stupid halftime show with with Megan, whoever trainer, and with her stupid jumpsuit and jumping all around looking like I didn't watch that. Dance. I already left. Oh, I muted it. I went oh. to go eat. I muted it and just kind of went about my business with my phone. Dude, you guys are making me hungry. Why? Don't let me because sh- of Thanksgiving food that the, oh. I just know is in the background while these things are happening. Oh, I was going to show you the picture of what I ate. Uh, Not a good idea. Well, no, ours was in the oven during I'm all craving this, but green bean casserole and janitor corn and mashed potatoes with gravy. Wait, janitor corn? What yeah, is, yeah. It's what like is that? that? Uh, you should know. <laughs> You never been to El Torito and they no, put that, I've been and a they, put, they put that little uh they put that little little mini ice cream scoop of um corn stuff on your plate at El Torito with the peppers and stuff in it? No, no peppers. 
And what it's is sort of like that. You have to look it up. It's really okay. good. It's uh, they basically you, you take you take a cup of butter, a cup of sour cream, um, two packages of uh, Jiffy cornbread mix, and then a can of cream corn, a can of regular corn, and you mix it all together and bake it. It's a lot of corn. It's kind of corny. Okay. Yeah. It's basically like all these different types of corn, but it comes out like a little bit of a, a little bit of a cornbread, but it's got a little bit of a mash kind of to it. Oh, and you're mixing you know, cheese in. Too. I think I'd rather the have cheese. some uh, crackling bread. Queso. The queso. Yeah. So uh, other than yeah the uh, the the stupid uh, halftime show, but yeah the Lion King. Uh, there's not really much to say about it. It was emotions. <laughs> I have a couple things it to say about shot it. Shot for shot, but I like. Yeah. They're identical to the original one, the same as what they did with the lion, the uh, land trailer. So I've heard a lot of people complaining about that, but I, I wanted to say first that well. we were talking about the cowboys. <laughs> we were talking about the cowboys. Uh, my my cousin asked me, you know, why don't you like the cowboys? Why uh, would you? And I and I said instinct because I thought that was the best answer. He had a specific answer that had to do with like the owner slash general manager of the team and. How he's the only GM in the league that like you'll see on the field yelling at people and stuff. The the trailer is shot for shot from the original trailer from ninety two or something. Or ninety four. The Aladdin was ninety two, right? Yes. Yeah. Same thing they did with Aladdin. Wouldn't the trailer technically be from ninety three though? Because it probably showed at the end of the year or maybe. I don't know. So a lot of people I've seen a bunch of articles about this recently or people are or posts where people are complaining that it's not Disney's anime. It's just not live action. Well, but not that it's not live action. Well, I've seen plenty of those. Why, why do I need to have a shot for shot? You know, they're just going to have live people do what the animated people do, and all these years later, like, come on, they think that the movies are going to be shot for shot because they've released these two trailers in a row, shot for shot. And neither movies come out, so they're thinking that, which is I think short sighted, but they're thinking that the whole movie is going to be like that, and I don't agree. I think it's. That's just their tip of the hat, so to speak, to first of all, the past, which is Disney's known for. First of all, we've spoken ad nauseum on this podcast about people who complain about things just for the sake of complaining about things. You're nauseous? No. Second of all, we've also spoken about people people who speak about things that they have no idea what they're talking about. Well, This is definitely one of those uh, occasions because, I mean... First of all, there's the people like, oh, another live action remake, which as if they didn't know that this was happening because apparently they live in a freaking hole in the ground because this was announced a long time ago and it's been mentioned many times. Okay. Uh, number two, there's the people who are like, oh, I thought this was actually going to be live action like the like the Broadway show. I thought there was gonna actually going to be Beyonce was going to be in a costume looking like Nala. Well, yeah, it's live because action in, in the way that Jungle Book is live action. There might be a couple of humans. They don't understand that, though. I literally saw people post that they thought it was that the actors were going to be in suits. Like the Broadway show. That is how so they're dumb. idiotic and ignorant people are on the internet. That There are people that somehow knew that there was a live action Lion King movie coming out, but yet they made absolutely no common sense to say, oh, it's not going to be actors in suits because that's stupid. <laughs> if they wanted to have a uh, version of the Broadway version, it would say 
Lion King Broadway. Or they would just do like they've done with Newsies and some of those other ones and just have a have a theatrical version of the Broadway show. Lots of singing. Well, yeah, this one's going to have singing. That really has nothing to do with it, but just more singing, if anything. But uh, What I think the coolest thing about the Lion King trailer is, though, is that, and we already knew this, but the people that are dumb, that don't realize, you know, common shit, uh, James Earl Jones right. reprising his role is the only... I think of all the movies they've done and planned to do, he's the only one they're bringing back. Right. You think he's just so iconic and so old that they decided they want I mean, what what do you think the reason is for that, that they bring? Brang is not a word. Elizabeth reminds me of this all the time. That they hey, brought. Wait. Here we make up our own words. Yeah. Right. They branged. Uh, well, I mean, it's not that they haven't, that Disney slash others have, haven't had a constant, relationship with James Earl Jones of recently because, of course, you know, they brought him back to do uh, Darth Vader for Rebels. <clears throat> Again, he's is he that iconic that nobody else can, that nobody else can really step into those shoes? I mean, maybe so. I mean, because Mufasa, you know, ooh. ooh and he's not Mufasa. in it for very long either. He's only in the first 20 minutes or something, right? Mufasa? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, probably has the least speaking parts out of any of the major cast, but I mean, it's one of those things the where most impactful though, right? I mean, it's just one of those things where you, you know, the other roles. I mean, the original one. I mean, eh. here's let me ask this. I don't want to say this without sounding because you know, Lion King is my favorite modern Disney movie. Period. Uh, other than you know, Robin Hood, like I said, so I said modern. But I feel like that none of the roles, none of the actors really put that big of a stamp on the role where it can't be recreated. That's true. But James Earl Jones did. The only exception I would say is Nathan Lane and uh, Ernie Sabella as Timon and Pumbaa. Uh, which one of those is going to be John Oliver? I'm really... John Oliver is Zazu. Oh, he's Zazu. Okay. Which is perfect. 100% perfect. He's going to 100% uh, Rowan Atkinson it up for that role. Because I could totally see him just putting on a Rowan Atkinson impersonation or just doing it as himself would be just as good as Ron Axon. Cause I never, I remember when I, I always tell the story that when I first got the soundtrack for Lion King, I didn't even know it was Ron Axon because I swore up and down. It sounded like it was uh, Harvey Corman. I didn't hear that. Just having listened to the soundtrack before seeing the movie. Those don't sound like the things an 18 year old usually thinks of. But what? Were you about 18 when the movie came out? Probably. Hmm. Why would I not think of something like that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Boy, this soundtrack sure sounds like doesn't sound like a. Well, no, just listening to the first song that he sings on, which I think was "Can't Wait to Be King," I just swore that his singing voice made him sound like Harvey Corman. Oh, I don't know if Seth Rogen is going to be able to be as good as Pumbaa. I'm waiting to see how he's going to be at Pumbaa. That's going to probably make or break the movie for me. Is whether Seth Rogen sells me on being Pumbaa. I know that's kind of a weird thing to say about the whole entire movie as a whole, but I mean, he needs Brad to... Garrett was a great uh, Eeyore. I think uh, you know. You, no, you... I don't know if I've ever actually heard Brad Garrett's Eeyore. So, well, if you've seen Christopher Robin, yeah, I don't think that was that wasn't him in uh, in uh, was it? Yeah, that was Brad Garrett in Rick and Ralph. Ralph? Yeah. Oh, because there's somebody else that does Eeyore too. Oh, I don't yeah, know. that's Eeyore and Rick and Ralph. Yeah. Uh, the the question I have about 
the iconic characters is do you think if Robin Williams was alive they would have recast him as the genie? No, I think it would have been the same kind of situation that it probably would have been him. All right, so uh, I just realized that we've been talking about this trailer all this time. We haven't even played the thing yet. Not that anybody hasn't seen it because right. it made a record apparently. Yeah, it made a record with uh, a viewing of 224.6 million people watched the trailer in the first 24 hours. Now that's just a Disney record. I believe, right? That was the last I had seen was just a Disney record. I don't know. I just got a number. Okay. Yeah, so that was a I was it made me wonder what the actual record was cuz I remember the record was something uh had been the record keeps getting broken for these stupid things cuz I remember what was it Avengers or something that broke a record that was being held by uh one of those stupid uh Yeah, the most watched teaser was uh before it was Avengers uh, Infinity War like overall or of Disney movies. Across all studios, it's the second most watched teaser. Okay, so this is the second most watched teaser. It says behind Avengers Infinity War, which tallied 238 million views. Okay. So maybe they just said Disney because it's obviously the highest watched Disney. Right. Disney. Disney movie trailer of all time. Teaser. So, hey, let's check it out. If, uh, you know, so we hear it on your headphones. Beep, 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 beep. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. But a king's time as ruler rises and falls like the sun. One day, the sun will set on my time here and will rise with you as the new king. You know that's the difference between uh, like animation and like seeing a like a real life lion, little lion cub. I couldn't see Jonathan Taylor Thomas's voice coming out of that little lion, real looking <laughs> lion cub, but yet he was fine coming out of the animated one. Right. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's going to be coming out July nineteenth of next year. Man, next year is going to be jam packed, some kind of epic or something, man, because. I remember seeing the the lineup for next year, and it was just like, let me just let me just lay this on you. Let me just lay this on you real fast. Next year, Captain Marvel, Dumbo, Disney Nature Penguins, because I'm being inclusive. Of everything, okay? This should be included. Avengers Four, Aladdin, Toy Story Four, Spider Man Two, Lion King, Artemis Fowl, Frozen Two. And Star Wars Episode Nine. That's next year, 
just from Disney, basically. That's not including that's Galaxy's not even, Edge opening. Well, that's not including Galaxy's Edge opening. That's not including mo- movies from other studios. There's other studios? <laughs> Presumably. I thought Disney had absorbed them all. I mean, most, I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's, yeah, I, I can't think of anything right this second that's coming out from other studios, but it is. So yeah, that's going to be pretty great. Next year is going to be epic. Fantastico. It's going to be epic when it comes to entertainment. Let's just hope the entertainment, there'll be enough entertainment to keep us entertained from the real world. All right, so moving on, we were going to talk about this last week because it was announced before last week, but we ran out of time. And that is that everybody knows that season six of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be coming up this next next summer. So summer of 2019, somewhere around there, we'll be getting the next season of S.H.I.E.L.D. But now season, we got the announcement that season seven of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been approved without season six even having been aired. That is ballsy, and it just goes to prove that what's been, people have been saying for uh, like the last three years now that for some reason... Uh, somebody is not allowing Shield to be canceled. Oh, interesting. So there's somebody high up that is right. like really wants, like either they have a plan to bring Shield back into the MCU, is it, not? and they're just biding time to do it. They've just been trying to keep Shield on until they could bring it back in somehow, or there's just somebody that just really want, <laughs> just doesn't care about the ratings and wants Shield to be on the air. I don't know. Are the ratings really bad? The ratings on, I mean, there's been shows that have been canceled for a lot, for a lot, for, uh, for better. <laughs> so, well, it has, it has the, they have the ability to subsidize from other parts of the if, MCU this way, in a way that some shows don't have. Let's put it this way. If, if Shield was on NBC, it would have been canceled two years ago. Okay. Fair enough. Just like how they canceled Constantine after less than one season. I got about three or four seasons into shield before I could. And it, and it was bad in the beginning and I pushed through oh, that. And it got great. And then it got great. And then it just kind of, bleh. I but, couldn't, I couldn't keep up. So I don't know what's going on. I'm really hoping that somehow they're going to figure out a way to bring it back around. Uh, there is a significant, interesting note that the announcement for season seven had absolutely no mention of Clark Gregg, even though, all the other casts were mentioned, but he was not mentioned, which to me leads to speculation that at least he is being prepped to be brought into back into the MCU, which would be fantastic because to me, you can't end Shield without figuring out a way how to bring Clark, uh, how to bring Coulson back into the MCU. Because to the best of our knowledge, Hulk and Thor and all Cap and all them, they still think he's dead. For four years later, or however long it's been since the events of Avengers 1, because they've literally thought he's been dead since the events of Avengers 1, even though he's been running around doing whatever all this time. In that show. In Avengers, I mean, in S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. yeah. He's been running around doing all that stuff all this time, and to the best of our knowledge, the Avengers still think he's dead. So at some point... I mean, that's just kind of a dick move. Especially, he's going to be a younger version of him in Captain Marvel. So it's going to reintroduce Coulson to the to the MCU through a younger version, which to me is a good idea because then it reintroduces. Hey, remember this guy? You may not be watching Shield, but remember this guy from the earlier Marvel movies? He was really cool, and everybody liked him. Well, here he is again, a younger version of him. And then, oh, all of a sudden, watch—he's going to come back, 
and he's gonna have maybe he's gonna have some part in uh the final uh, defeat of Thanos, or he's gonna be a liaison with Captain Marvel when she shows up. What's the year the Captain Marvel movie is supposed to be set? The nineties. Okay, so the pager at the end of the movie. It's the same pager you see Shield or uh, uh isn't that guy. <laughs> I can't think of his name. Samuel L. Jackson? Yes. Yeah, well the pager that Samuel L. Jackson has at the end of uh yeah, it's the same Avengers one you, you, four. It's the same one you see him with in Avengers three. Avengers three, sorry. It's the same one you see him with in the trailers for Captain Marvel. But it doesn't that. have as much tech on it. I haven't seen that yet, but basically it's a it's a time traveling pager messenger thing. Oh, we, we don't that, know that. No, okay. That's what I was getting. We at. don't know that. That's we, what he's sending a message to Captain Marvel, but we don't know when or where. Mm. But somehow it's sending a message to her, or it's sending a message to somebody who knows how to reach her. Perhaps, maybe Agent Coulson. I don't know. All I know is that I would like to think that the reason they've been keeping S.H.I.E.L.D. around and that maybe the reason that he's not listed for Season 7 is that maybe he's getting ready to be brought back into the MCU. And I think that that's where he needs to come back and then you know maybe have a proper ending for Coulson within the MCU, you know, a reunion with the Avengers and everything like that. I think they should connect it all. The problem with connecting it is that the stories in the movies are too big for the... The well, that's week, not the, the weekly aspect of the TV shows. Well, the what uh, the, the week t- the weekly the there's every literally week. only one show that's a weekly TV show. I mean, they there's the only excuse for them not connecting is Ike Perlmutter. What I'm but, trying to say is that the because there's no reason they can't, but the Marvel the the uh, the Netflix shows don't uh, have that same excuse that you're trying to use because they're not weekly; they're one shots. Right. Well, that's like ten episodes and you're done. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. And some of those have already been canceled, and yet they've never brought them back to connect to the MCU. But yeah, it's just the whole Ike Perlmutter thing and the whole disconnection of Disney or of uh, Marvel TV with the MCU. And it's just, it's stupid. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see a whole, like, epic uh, ending to the uh, Thanos where, where Daredevil shows up and, you know, Iron Fist and. We don't know when season seven would be. We don't know if it would be 2020 or they would immediately maybe go right into season seven and have it for fall of 2019. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm crossing my fingers for Colson to show up in uh, Avengers four. So speaking of uh, Marvel, but uh, moving from TV to the theme parks, something else we forgot to talk about last week was, uh, well, it was something buried in, you know, we're always talking about how Disney likes to bury things in articles mm-hmm. at the bottom of articles, uh, pertinent information that they could have just, you know, put in the headline. <clears throat> well, buried in a uh, article on the the New York Times about what was the article about? Wait times at Disneyland or something about something about oh, but that was basically it was about Disney spending more money on theme park than it did. Oh, on right, Pixar and uh, Pixar Marvel. Marvel and Lucas combined. Right. Lucasfilm combined. And uh, buried in that article was some little tidbits about the upcoming Marvel Land at Disneyland, as well as, you know, and specifically uh, a possible Spider-Man ride. And there was a piece of artwork that they had initially put up 
and then they had been told to take down, and then I guess they were given permission to put back up. <laughs> Because I guess they figured it was like, what the hell? It's already out there. I don't know why they weren't allowed to put the artwork up. New York Times usually would be good about not posting something they're not supposed to post. So there must have been a huge, like, uh, kerfuffle. Yeah, kerfuffle uh, that, you know, led to them posting the photo that they weren't supposed to post, but then still being allowed to repost it. So what was the photo? Basically, it was some artwork that, uh, similar to what we've seen before. Of in the same style that we've seen before of uh, Marvel Land and Disneyland, but this one is specifically of it looks like the entrance to Mar uh, to Marvel Land uh, of basically where the entrance to Bugs Land off of the main uh, parade route would be there by where the uh, where the it's tough to be a bug theater was because you could see the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout in the background and just the orientation would lead you to believe that the old site of the uh, Bugs Life show is where the uh, there's going to be a Spider-Man ride. And that's basically just all that is. Well, there's a Spider-Man ride. There's supposed to be an Ant-Man bar. Well, I'm just speaking to what this photo shows. And all oh. this photo really shows is just that there's going to be a, a Spider-Man attraction of some sort near the entrance, near the one entrance to Marvel. And, uh, yeah, there's been other rumors about other stuff. Most of that is just extrapolation from stuff that they saw in the poster and making wild assumptions based on the post, the original poster that was released, uh, promoting, uh, Marvel land. But, uh, the, uh, this picture does seem like it's specifically a, a, uh, concept art for what would be, like I said, the Spider-Man ride. What, and, it, uh, what it seems to me, based on what I've read, is that they're they're saying that it's going to come in two phases. That this first phase will be the year after Disney or Disneyland has Galaxy's Edge open, so it'll be kind of two years. There'll be big stuff coming, but really, the second phase or this first phase is not that big. It's just well, the, the first phase is Bugs Land, I would say, right. When we assume I, that the first phase is Bugland's and the second agreed, phase would be I backstage. I don't think it's going to be all of Bugland. Why it wouldn't be, it? You can't it do part of Bugland and not all of it. Bugland is only it's not that only big. They're only going to have that one. They're only going to have that one attraction. Really? That's what they've announced, right? Yeah. No, that's no. Well, I don't know. Or has been extrapolated, so to speak. Well, uh, you're extrapolated. It's the information that I've been able to get out of it is that it's just that one attraction, a restaurant. Some stores, and then they're redoing those Bugsland bathrooms. Well, then you include um, Guardians into it, and that's at least two attractions. Yeah, but it's not really if it's already the other well, one. Well, uh, it'll open. still be a thousand times better than Pixar Pier. Well, <laughs> duh. But Pixar Pier is at least how many? How many attractions we determine that is five? No new attractions. Well, none that are open yet. That won't even be a new attraction. It's just being a re-themed attraction that's been moved. True. At least the Spider-Man, uh, the alleged Spider-Man attraction would be a completely new ride. So, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I don't see any reason, because Bugs Land's really not that big when you look at it. When you cut out everything, uh, I mean, because we've made the comment before that uh, Bugs Land and Cars Land put together is the same size as what Galaxy's Edge is. 
because it's uh, the two put together was 14 acres. So if you figure that Cars Land is bigger than Bugs Land, then what that makes Car- Bugs Land probably like six acres, seven acres, or something like that. So I don't know. I mean, if you're gonna take that space and you're gonna close the whole thing, it's easy enough just to, especially since most of it's just gonna end up being walkways. And like you said, if there's gonna be some sort of restaurant or something. It's really not going to be that much space, especially if what used to be the theater is basically going to take up where the ride is going to be. Right. So you have all of that, and then just where the other little attractions were, that just becomes shops or whatever and the restaurant and things. So I think what they'll probably do is do the Galaxy's Edge opens in 19. This attraction opens probably late, late 20. And then 21, they're going to shift all their focus to Walt Disney World because that's their 50th, and that's when the new Guardians coaster opens and the Ratatouille ride opens and all this stuff there. Mostly Epcot. Oh, and also Tron. Mostly Epcot. Actually, I have something to say about the Tron ride, but I'll wait until I'm going to finish here. But uh, then I think they'll they'll wait probably two years or three years before they bring in whatever the final attraction or two attractions are in the backstage area or whatever it is just to expand on that. Um, you know, why finish it quick when you can finish it over a long period of time if Disney's uh, good at doing. Uh, what I wanted to say about the Tron coaster was I have some friends that were in Shanghai recently and I got some information that I didn't know about it. If you're too fat for the bike, uh, they have a... Um, a bus, a guest with disabilities <laughs> vehicle, I guess, as they call it, the car. So you basically sit on a bench with a standard thing, and you experience. I mean, you the, you go through the attraction just like you would on the bike, but you're not on the bike. Uh, and I didn't know that prior to this. It's completely new information. So it's uh, it's good for anybody such as yourself or well, or I'm yourself. Not, I'm not going to be going anytime soon, oh, but, well. so I wouldn't worry about it. But if you were going to be going soon, it's something you might have been thinking about and worrying about, but now you don't have to worry about it. And you don't have well, to be like that time when I waited in line for two hours to get on a Hulk at Islands of Adventure and I couldn't get on it. Right. Well, it's good that they have an option. This is what, and, and this means that they'll have the same thing in Florida. Right. Is what it also means. Right. Um, my friend also told me that the coaster is incredibly short. Um, awesome, but short. But the same could be sent for Pony Express at Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, God. Um, which just when it's getting good ends, if you've ever been on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's a similar ride system where you're on the pony as opposed to being on the motorcycle or the, the uh, speeder light, light, think, bike, uh, light bike. Ninja. At Six Flags? Yeah. Uh, that's that always ends good. right when it's just getting good, too. Um, a ride needs to be like another 30 seconds longer. Most coasters do. But, yeah, it... At least when that opens in Walt Disney World, the Tron light speeder, light cycle coaster opens in uh, 2021. Well, most most places nowadays are getting pretty good about putting the tester vehicle out front. That's not an that's not an answer to serve. Well, it doesn't more of your public. You know, they to to say, well, we put this out here, and if you don't fit, you don't fit. When they could easily have, you know, one of the three trains well, has, not a all, the, not has a car in the all Not all attractions can accommodate and still be within safety regulations. Like, let me use Harry Potter as an example. 
because Harry Potter is one where definitely if you're over a certain size, you're not going to get the lap bar down. But that thing moves around and flips upside down yeah. and does things that, you know, if I'm not going to fit in there and if it's not safe, well, I don't want to be in there. <laughs> so, right. I mean, Tron, you don't really seem to be going anywhere. It's just kind of like, you know, Zoom. <laughs> so it's just like that. So that's different. But when you get when you get things that are like uh, especially simulators and stuff that are flipping you around, you don't really want to, uh, you know, go too much out. But like you know, I couldn't get on the flight of the hippogriff either. It's a small coaster, and that yeah. they could have definitely have had uh, more more accommodations and made this the chairs a little bit bigger. A lot of the that's just that's basically a gadget go coaster. A lot of general coasters now are made. In such a way that don't get me want. started on they Ghost Rider, how they added that little divider. Oh yeah, I used to be able to fit in that fine, yeah. but then they added that little divider in there, which you know cut off ass area. Hey, so you know where you don't have to worry about any of that? Where? Just what? Light after dark. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's not how it goes. Hey, we were just talking last week, a couple weeks ago, about uh, how we didn't think that they might not do the after darks again. Why, why did we say that we didn't think so? Do you remember? Uh, of course, I don't remember. It probably had something to do with Star Wars getting ready to open and all the other kind of stuff going on next year. But, uh, well, uh, leave it to us to get proven wrong the very next day. All right. If it was last week we said that. Because last Wednesday we got an announcement that there will be, once again, two After Darks coming. This time they announced both of them at the same time. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, uh about the same time, well, it was well, it was about Valentine's Day that they had the uh, the throwback one last year, right? The probably the Dapper one, yeah. And uh, so we got scheduled Sweethearts Night for February seventh. Uh, it says it's just in time for Valentine's Day. It was not even on Valentine's Day. And uh, guess what? Exactly seven days later is Valentine's Day. So why they couldn't have just had it on Valentine's Day? Well, don't forget they're doing that. Uh... That thing next year also for Minnie's Valentine's. Remember we talked about that last week? Yes. So that's probably going to, you know, integrate with this. Maybe, perhaps. But I just think that they could have, uh, if they're going to have it on February 7th, they could have just waited a week and had it on February 14th. But who, what do I know? So on February 7th, the happiest place on earth transforms into the most romantic on... That day, and love will certainly be in the air. Dress to impress and bring your sweetheart to enjoy. Now, real quick, uh, Michael, um, the OG male guy, asked if he can bring two sweethearts. Well, I mean, this ain't Utah, but go right ahead. <laughs> they will have love song-themed dance parties throughout the park, as well as a royal ball experience. They will have encounters with beloved Disney couples, including Eugene and Rapunzel, Aladdin and Jasmine, and, of course, Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Who? <laughs> Immersive photo opportunities featuring romantic scenes from iconic Disney films, sweetheart-themed decor, as well as romantic food, beverages, and merchandise offerings, and, of course, unlimited photo pass digital download. And it does uh, make note, for both events that select attractions throughout the park will also remain open exclusively for event guests, which tends to make me think that not all attractions was... There are things that weren't open last year during the two events? I... I don't know. I know for the Star Wars one, I think everything was open. That, that that wording just makes it seem like they reserve the right to right. not have right. everything open. You know what I mean? Right. So just be just be aware of that. That obviously 
they think you're paying ninety nine dollars to go for the event, not to go on rides. And if you guys didn't know, uh, it costs ninety nine dollars to go. Yeah, I just uh, spoilers. So you know, we figured this out last time. That's pretty much what it costs for a one day one park ticket. The only difference in this case is you're that not you're, there a whole day. You're not there a whole day, but you're also not there with as many people. That the the number of people is limited, right? We we, we would assume just yeah. like any party. Yeah. So you get better access to rides even though they're not anticipating you going on well, it's many. probably about the same amount of hours as a mickey's halloween party right probably the same amount of people if not seven, less seven to one or except something. for maybe less than a halloween party right, let's start with that uh the basically uh it says the disneyland park mix and begin begins at six o'clock so you'll be able to get into the park at six o'clock the party starts at nine and goes to one in the morning so, like I said, basically a Mickey's Halloween party with probably less people, but it costs about the same as the low-end ticket for a Mickey's Halloween party. I mean, if you just want to dress up with your girl and go on rides, you know, that's probably the best yeah, way. I mean, and, you're, I, and you're a local and you don't have a pass, that's probably I, the best I talked way about go. this last year. I think this is something that they could probably have charged a little bit less on. A $79 price point would have been a lot better probably, but... You know, I mean, if you just if you want to, if it's something you want to do, it's still cheaper than a lot of the other things that they've done for like a hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars. So, you know, if they did one that was only APs and they did it at like sixty nine or fifty nine dollars, they could probably sell two whole nights worth. Oh yeah, definitely. Because but they know, they bite themselves in the bud with those things. Well, APs are just they... dying for an AP party. All right, so I don't one. Know why most of the APs don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one month later on March 7th, let's take it back to the 90s. Yeah. That looks like more fun. Yeah, I agree. This is, if anything, this is the one that I would want to go to. And uh, just because, uh, you know, she always makes fun of me. Uh, Rebecca always makes fun of me because I listen to all my 90s alternative. Right. And, uh, you know, those, these kids nowadays, they just don't know what, you know, those of us who grew up with the, you know, alternative in the 90s. With music that was good. And, uh, well, yeah. Uh, the most important part of this, anyways, we'll get to it in a second. On March 7th, relive fond Disney memories and party like it's the 90s. Come dressed in your 90s best attire and step back in time to experience special 90s-themed fireworks show. Now, this is interesting because the other one did not mention there would be fireworks. Uh, the other one will have fireworks show. It'll be uh, Mickey's mixing his tape. Fireworks show. Oh, so it's not going to be a new fireworks. It's going to be the one that they were. They, yeah, they show for for the for regular admission. Yes. Okay, so Remember. that's kind of. No, we just said Mickey's mix. Mickey's mix one, the one that's going to be starting next year that we talked about last oh, week. The new one that's the new new one. Yes, yeah, yeah. because it will have been going on. Because remember, well, we gave the dates of whatever it was February when all those start, and this is in March. So the. Uh, yeah, 90s-themed fireworks show, throwback musical entertainment, and more. Now, here's the part that really gets me going for uh, wanting to go to this. A reimagined Disney Afternoon Avenue yes. with special greetings from favorite Disney characters of from the 90s and interactive photo opportunities. And I like it. It's a reimagined Disney Afternoon Avenue because, it, for those of you that may remember, at the time in Disneyland when the Disney Afternoon was going on, they had the Disney Afternoon Avenue. Uh, where was that? On the way to Small World. Yeah, that's what I thought. And uh, so, hopefully, they're gonna they're gonna go all out with that. Basically, like from the Matterhorn up to Small World, that 
right. cor- that corridor they called the avenue. So basically, right? at that one Halloween party, or at that one, uh, was that a Halloween party where they had all the villains up there, and they were yeah. the they had the six or eight villains, six yeah, villains, yeah, yeah. So they'll have Darkwing, they'll have Launchpad. You know, maybe well, they should have all the ones that we at least know that they have. Baloo, Dark, maybe. Darkwing, Baloo, Launchpad, Scrooge, Don Carnage. Those are the only ones I... Well, uh, yeah. Could look up. Oh, either your Funkos are gone. No. Well, I'm just thinking of the ones that we've actually seen in the park. But, uh... All right, they also have decade-inspired food, beverages, and merchandise. And... Uh, for those of you that want to do your uh, classic 90s rock photo op, they will have a commemorative fanny pack <laughs> and then also the unlimited Disney PhotoPass digital downloads. You think they'll have... Uh... I think it's funny that this one has the take-home item. Also, I wonder if the... Uh, it's just The descriptions of the 90s night compared to the Sweetheart's Night makes it sound like the 90s night is way more worth the money just because you get to take home... Not only does it you you get original fireworks, but you get to take home a fanny pack. Yeah. Whereas the other one makes no mention of a fanny pack or any kind of take home item, and you already say they don't make no mention of fireworks, and you say it's just going to be the same old fireworks that you can see any other day. So. Do you think they're too close together? The others were pretty close together. Do you? More important question is: Do you think they'll add one? Do you think either of these will sell out, and will they add one? If they do, it's going to be the '90s one. And it'll it'll and it'll happen weird. I think that because last year the uh, the the throwback the uh, the dapper one sold out, but then they didn't add one. But then when Star Wars sold out, sold Star Wars one. sold out, and then they added one, and then the second one didn't even come close to selling out. All right, I think that'll happen again. We don't know. It says here that uh, there'll be you'll be able to bust a move to pre Y two K tunes from wow. live performances. To a totally fly musical cruise on the Mark Twain. So cool. That'll take us back. I started hanging with this guy at Disneyland in the 90s. It's going to take us back to our <laughs> early days of... Not if you're not going. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be the same unless they are gonna unless they set up a uh, neon cactus inside of uh, oh. someplace. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Like, we'd have to have a... If we really want to have it to be flashback 90s uh, for us, we'd have to have some... Uh, Midori Sours. <laughs> Electric Lemonade. Ooh. All right, so real quick, um, for the Valentine's Day one, it says that you will receive a seven-year lanyard credential, an event-specific guide map with each ticket, as well as a photo pass, downloads, and, of course, they're all subject to one per ticket. That's what you get for the 90s or the Valentine's one. All right, so tickets are on sale now. There are $99, so if you want to check that out, Hurry up and get your ticket because we definitely think that the 90s night will sell up first. Tickets for both days are all, are on sale now. Well, they do also mention that uh, the character experiences for the 90s night will include 90s feature films. Oh, playing inside the theater? No, it says, no, the character experiences. It says, Hobnob with beloved Disney characters, including some from the Disney afternoon, as well as 90s feature films. And then it says... Collect an Indiana Jones decoder card in a Disney Afternoon Advent Avenue stamp map. That's funny, because that's obviously... I don't remember the Disney Afternoon Avenue stamp map. Do you? No. That obviously was something they actually had. 
There, all of us remember the Indiana Jones decoder card. Mm-hmm. I was uh, hoping that they would be giving out pogs. <laughs> <laughs> I never got a pog at Disneyland. I did. I had something going on right there. I wonder if it was the Disney afternoon thing. There was something going on in that area, and then I got a pog or something. I have I it somewhere. Pogs. Now, just for a uh, idea for anybody uh, for your uh, how to dress, don't your don't iconic garb for an immersive experience go for the grunge with flannel or enhancing outfit by adding slap bracelets scrunchies and other quintessential accessories Mm, okay all all about the slap bracelets yes those are cool i didn't know those were 90s i didn't either i thought those were 2000s to be honest but whatevs yeah whatevs what do i know about uh stuff all right so uh, this coming weekend is candlelight at disneyland you know that uh, big old event where they set up all these risers and choirs come and sing, and and um, there's tons and tons of lights which are already been set up on Main Street by the uh, train station. Well, that's this weekend, and we still don't know who is going to be narrating that. Yeah, you know all 50 of them at Epcot. Right, right. Including MPH. Yes, because that started today. Yes. Was that him today, right? I probably, I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah I think Neil yeah. Patrick Harris was today. Yeah. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he came down this weekend and done one of them over here. I don't know. We Last year, we didn't know until the day of that uh, Thor was uh, left Ragnarok and came over here to do, to, uh, to do the narration. Yeah, and he's probably the most high-profile one we've had of right. late. And I don't even know if he was planned. I think he might have been a last-minute thing. Usually you get like older actors. I know uh, well, Kurt Russell did it a few years ago, didn't he? Yeah. Santa? Yes. And then you had uh, some other ones. I mean, I don't know why they don't do like they did that one year when you had like seven. Okay, well, they have five five different ones maybe. It was five days in a row or whatever. The one year they had a whole bunch of yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, I think one year they did like 20 days or 15 days or something. The whole month. I don't know. I remember it was a lot and... Um, they should do that over here again. It was really cool, but maybe it's just, it just gets too congested it's, it's there. Big, I think it has to do with congestion. Our park's not really designed for it. Epcot being uh, Epcot does it indoors. Does it? Well, see that's the difference. You yeah, know, they got like a they have the, that luxury for it. So I mean, Disneyland has to do it. You know, they they have a design where they do it in the town square. You know, I maybe they should think about moving it to like. Uh, you know, tomorrow, uh, Fantasyland stage or something one of these days. I don't know why they haven't done that. I mean, they could do that, stick it over there, but I think it's just traditionally it's from Disneyland and it's always been there on the back of the, uh, you know, and then their their answer is just to do it for, his, you know, one night, two nights, whatever right. it is, and then it's done. And then they're, they've met the tradition and they don't have to deal with the, right. the cluster of the whole situation. All right, so there's two performances uh, each night. Uh, the first night is what? Is this Friday, right? It's Friday, Saturday? Or Saturday, Sunday? I thought it was Saturday, Sunday, okay. but I could be wrong. I don't remember. I think it is Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the first performance will begin at 5.30, and the second one will begin at uh, 7.45, but the processionals leading down to Main Street will be 10 minutes before that. But if you guys are going to be in the park, hey, it's going to be a cluster down there. It's going to be crowded. No, you can't stand there and watch it. They're going to have, you know, everything going to be roped off. Seats already reserved for people already, Club 33 members and 
invited guest, things like that. I was an invited guest once. You're lucky. There's a small area where if you camp out like the whole day, you can watch the thing. Well, like in the back, right? Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that because it just doesn't interest me. I've seen it before. I walked by it and seen them on like on the way going to uh, DCA. So it's just like whatever to me. You guys really, really want to watch this? Just freaking go on YouTube. You can see it there. Yeah, if you, and if you guys are going this weekend, and you guys, best way to avoid that is to get there to Disneyland as early as possible, and just stay away from Main Street and Town Square until after Candlelight is over, or stay over at DCA until Candlelight is over, and then come over to Disneyland. So basically, if you want to do one, have to deal with the crowds. Do one of those two things. What time is the second one? Seven thirty-five. Okay, so yeah, so it's done way before DCA closes. So seven thirty-five is the stuff like the processional, and then seven forty-five is when it starts. Uh, keep in mind that uh, the uh, the stores around there will be uh, probably closed. I mean, of course, um, the opera house will be closed because of all the stuff going on. Probably have talent in there. Uh, it says here, uh, Disney Gallery will be closed from four forty-five to nine p.m. Really? Yes, I don't I didn't know. know they closed those. I didn't either. Uh, they closed the hat shop. Yes, the hat shop will be. Wow. Matt Hatter says four o'clock to nine p.m. Wow. And um, of course, the popcorn carts, tour carts will be closed all day long. Uh, Disneyland Railroad will be open during performances. Keep in mind that you know there's gonna be a lot of people there, so. Uh, the best thing to do is if you're going to Not Disneyland, go. well, no, you can go, but just uh, stay away from that area at 5 o'clock. Yeah, like I said, just get into the park before, way before that. Stay away from Main Street and Town Square until after it's over. Or just stay in D.C. until it's after it's over. So there's a multi-layered story about uh, Winnie the Pooh in China. It starts off with the Chinese people are teasing their leader. How do you pronounce his name? Xing Xiaoping or something like that. Yeah, I, I have to. I'd have to look at the name. Here, yeah, short. But... Long story short, people have compared his looks to that of Winnie the Pooh. There's a famous photo of. Uh, oh man, I have to. Correctly it's a famous pronounce photo it. of of him and Obama walking side by side, and he there's Xi a... Jinping. That's his name. That's not how you pronounce it. No, though. but that's yeah. Uh, Jinping Z, something like Xiaoping that. Xiaoping or something. I think it's Xiaoping. And he's walking with Obama, and they're comparing Obama to Tigger and him to Pooh. I mean, I don't think he looks any more like... I mean, he does look like Winnie the Pooh, but no more so than the dear leader from North Korea. Right. It starts with that, and then in on Chinese social media, this is now, This has been going on for a couple of years already. Since like 2013, context. at least. Yeah, yeah, it's been going on for a while. So... In Chinese uh, social media, if you do a search or just Chinese internet, which is very limited, it's a communist country, if you do a search for Winnie the Pooh of any kind, basically you get like a pop-up that says you're violating Chinese law. And you're probably Um, lucky you're not currently being arrested. Yeah. Move forward to the Christopher Robin movies coming out. China allows so many movies each year to be brought in from outside sources they're good with disney but yet christopher robbins completely blocked not released in china uh to add some context neither was uh, what was the recent one with with oprah that you liked the director but it was really bad wrinkle in time wrinkle in time that one was not allowed in either who knows why uh also the kingdom hearts um game 
that comes out next year. Kingdom Hearts 3, yes. Yeah, it's been confirmed that uh, Winnie the Pooh will be removed from the game and will appear as a bright flash of light. He's not being removed. He's being covered with basically a, covered, basically yeah. an orb, like as if he's a ghost. Yeah. So the people playing him will just think he's the orb character with yellow feet. Right, and that's already happened apparently in the. Uh, it's already been done, which is why this is actually a confirmed bit of news, not rumor, because it's already actually happened in trailers that have been released in Japan for Kingdom Hearts Three. Uh, he actually already has been. And that's what the photo is from. That's from the actual from trailer, the trailer showing that he's been covered by a a uh, orb. So the story goes on to talk about the latest in the Pooh War, where yeah, all the Kingdom Hearts three advertisements, and uh, they're calling him an interactive white blob. Okay, time's up. Bye. Um, they're calling him an interactive white blob. This article from Theme Park University uh, basically doesn't have any reasoning other than just basic logic basically it's just assuming based on everything that's already happened that this will happen that they're going to remove the poo related attractions at shanghai disneyland right uh technically that means they could release anything winnie the poo from hong kong as well because it is sort of under chinese rule but that's a murky. They're, they're about 30 years away from that being my problem on. with this as a reliable story is that this guy has been in rule and all this has been going on since before, well before Shanghai opened. But it's sort of we're only on a, what two years that Shanghai has been open. It, not even that three or four, maybe. No, it's, it's not but been it's that like long. On a build up, I think it's uh, you know, it's first they were first there was. I just it's really stupid that they would that they would allow it to go in there to begin with. That right. they uh, you assume that if he had that the issues with Winnie the Pooh. It should have already been addressed before the the you know plans were approved for Shanghai Disneyland, and that they should have been excluded if he was if there was any inklings that he might have issues with it. When I mean, the I think when it the issues in were in 2013, no, it didn't. It opened two years ago. Hmm. I think it's irresponsible for them to have put two Winnie the Pooh attractions into a place where Pooh is controversial. But what's the likelihood it's going to change? I don't know. This guy says that it's very plausible that Shanghai Shendi, which is the company that operates Shanghai Disneyland on behalf of Disney and the Chinese government, are quietly re- working on ways to remove Pooh from the park. Can the, Chinese, can the Chinese government require Disney to remove Winnie the Pooh references from Shanghai Disneyland? And it seems like the answer is a yes. Might they come to a compromise, though, and just remove character meet and greets, certain forms of signage? That's also a possibility. Regardless of the outcome, this is a story that we'll be watching in the coming months. So I think it's something to be said. Is it a confirmed thing? No. Is it likely based on just the logic of the situation and what they've cut out so far that signs with the name Pooh, pictures of Winnie the Pooh, um, the uh, the meet and greets, you know, maybe the name's not going to be Pooh's Honey Pot Spin anymore. They have like a teacup style ride there that has honey pots. Maybe it's just going to be the honey pot spin of the hundred acre wood or whatever. I think it's just going to end up just being and friend, <laughs> and friends, <laughs> and friends present. No friend, no just friend. Just one friend. Friend present. It's an inside joke. Is it? Is it Piglet? Is he the friend? Maybe. Or is it Tigger? It, it depends on what day it is. T i double g er. Depends on what day it is. That's pretty much the whole story. If you have an opinion, write us on Gmail or. And the page or 
Email something. Tim. You can send directly. me a message, yeah. You'll have to wait for my social Bill media D- and Bill see D- if I tell you what it is this Bill week. Bill has DMs. No, I don't have DMs. I only have PMs. Oh, right. It's time for the mail? Yes, it is. Oh. We have a, a plethora of emails today. Whoa. Yes, Whoa. we do. I do not think you are using that word correctly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first email is from Wreck-It Rachel. She better have seen the movie. I don't know yet, but I'm her thoroughly su- disappointed. Her subject line is cake and eat it too. <laughs> well, you asked and you shall receive. My cake was amazing and I'm super proud of it. I shared, but it all got eaten. So it was a three-layer cake and each layer was different. Layer one was pumpkin cake. Layer two was vanilla cake with fresh cranberries ooh, and candied ginger. And the third layer was bourbon pecan. Or, or pecan. All topped with cream cheese frosting. And the consensus was that the third layer was the best. It really was. Ooh, she says, <laughs> I just saw this word and said, ooh. It had molasses in it too. So it had like this not quite gingerbread flavor, but it didn't have the spice of gingerbread. Oh, so good. Uh, this week I'm working on a Christmas tree with my work people. Uh, you decorate a tree together and then the tree gets donated Two needy families, and the theme of our tree is Mickey Mouse. Is it uh, Mickey Mouse 90? It was my idea, and I got my way. <laughs> they wanted to uh, they wanted to do a wine tree. No. So I've been making ornaments like crazy. I'm also planning to go through all of my ornaments because we have a ton and pick ones to donate. I'll be sure to take a picture of the tree when it's finished. Rachel. Now, guess what? We got pictures of her cake. Whoa. That's a nice big cake right there. That is a cake. Sign me up. That's that, and then the inside of the layers. Whoa, that looks a lot of going on. (laughs) So, yeah, she gave us some pictures, and, of course, these pictures will definitely be in the YouTube podcast, and if I remember, I'll post them on the medias. I like cake, but I'm very simple. A chocolate cake was fine, marble. I don't need all this fancy pumpkin and molasses sounds good though. But yeah, so when you're making the cake for us, uh, chocolate's good. Uh, Anthony, chocolate, marble, good with that? I don't like marble. Okay. I like chocolate. But I don't like chocolate and vanilla. <laughs> no. I'm just, uh, yeah. I, I don't like German chocolate. Uh, I don't either. Uh, I like, uh, with a black forest chocolate or black forest cake Ooh. to go along with my black forest ham. <laughs> Thank you for your email, record, Rachel. All right, our next essay. Uh, hold on, I just wanted to do a, make an addendum. Is she now uh, Rachel breaks the internet? Oh, Ooh. I don't know. Just a point of order. Does she have? Pl- I mean, let us know next week. Do you have plans to break the internet? Yeah, do you have plans to break the internet? Because you know, let us know so that way I can clear my cloud. <laughs> All right, our next essay comes from uh, Mr. Knight. Essay. Uh, I'll, I'll read this one, but I, I would like to say Did he pass the essay portion of, uh, of his... Uh, it's, it's essay-ish. Essay-ish. So, uh, real quick, uh, his uh, subject line is Food Time with Mr. Knight's Episode 7. Whoa. Um, like, it's becoming a little whole podcast in itself. Pretty soon, we're going to be having, like, a supplemental podcast where it's just him talking for, like, 20 minutes about food. Maybe he should just, like record something. Well, we talked about it when we saw him him last weekend. 
we said I, I said uh, if you wanted to do that, it'd be fine. You know, yeah, I've been I've been joking literally about making a actual segment that he could just record something and make an actual segment, or you could even get on a phone call with him from home and do like a food interview with him. Yeah, and I think that would be something that would be a great idea to yeah. have as a regular segment instead I mean, of really if instead of just is... having it much more interesting than him. Not that we don't appreciate the emails, but now that we're actually getting emails, I think the next step for his emails is to make it into an actual segment instead of just reading his words, let him tell it himself. I mean, I would say that if there's any, again, I'm not the boss, but if, if there was any longtime listener that was doing something cool that wanted to record a segment, as long as it's something that Diggs approved of, like, that's cool, do that. Well, it's along the same order of Michael was emailing all the time, so we made him Michael the Mail Guy. Right. It was along the same order. The, uh, Mr. Knight wants to constantly give us food reveals, re- food reviews. Review. Let's, <laughs> let's make it the next step and make it an actual like recorded segment where it's actually him telling us. Uh, Mr. Knight's uh, email starts with, what's happening, fellas? It's been a long vacation since I've written in, and due to the fact that I've been super hectic with work and just having long days, I finally said, screw this. I need a Disney day. So here goes. Uh, now, this was an expensive day, by far the most I've ever spent in food at the parks, and boy, was it good. <laughs> so after working a 60-hour work week, I said, I need a Disney day, and I braved the Friday afternoon drive and went to Disney. Uh, as soon as I got there, I was hungry, and I wanted a cold beer. So ever since they introduced these tacos, the Summer of Heroes over at DCA, these are always a quick, good quick bite, and surprised I haven't talked about these yet. Uh, you can find these at the Studio Catering Company. They're the most dangerous tacos in the galaxy. <laughs> Barbacoa beef tacos with green onion slaw, purple cabbage, pickled onions, habanero salsa, and green tortillas. The blah, 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 blah. You guys don't hear that when I record the opening. Sometimes I do that. but uh, This one's by far one of my favorites. LOL, everything mixed in together makes this one big bite of all kinds of ingredients that are just bomb. I didn't even know they still had that one there. I didn't yeah. know they had them either. Because yeah. I thought they I th- got rid of it when they came out with those other seasonal tacos that they had there. I thought when they got when they Pixar Pier came in, they rethemed. Them. I mean, I thought they may still have them, but a retheme. Right. Uh, so he goes on to say, now this one can get spicy, and these will require napkins as these have a lot more juice from the meat and the salsa. They are well served and not stingy at all. So would I have this again? Yes, and I occasionally do when I'm on that side of the park. Would I recommend it to the listeners? Yes, especially if you're a fan of spice and barbacoa. Uh, only thing is, I wish they would have more tacos. Uh, he basically needs to order two. Uh, now on to the expensive part. This one was a super last minute. There's an opening, and let's get this off my bucket list. We had a, a late dinner at Napa Rose. So it was me and my girlfriend, and in, we do we both order different things so that we can have different items and be able to give you a much broader food review, which is cool. Uh, I know sometimes I've eaten at these nice places, and they like they want you want to order the same thing, but you also want to try different stuff. So that's a good choice, I think. Uh, first off, the dining experience at Napa Rose was awesome. Everyone is so friendly, and they're on it. Uh, my, I thought it was a funny, fluffy Mexican guy walking into this place with shorts. Oh, he says I, he means himself, I think. 
Walking to this place with short sneakers and a Disney t-shirt, and that didn't matter at all. The wait staff was on point, friendly, and knew their stuff. First on, first on that menu was my starter, a uh, sautéed diver scallop on braised oxtail ragu and harvest pumpkin nage. Whoa. I don't know what any of that is, but it sounds really good. Uh, now, I've always been into cooking shows, and I've seen all of those, uh, Hell's Kitchen, Master Chef, Iron Chef, etc. So I've always wanted to try out some of the elevated food uh, that's out there and I would see on TV. So when I read it, I was like, I've heard of this stuff before, and this was basically a fan- fancy rendition of Surf and Turf. The oxtail ragu was bomb and full of flavor and loved that they had some of the onions that this was cooked on in there with that sauce. Um, that had me jumping for joy with how much flavor was in there. The scallop was cooked beautifully, a la Gordon Ramsay, as he would say, seasoned perfectly. The pumpkin nage was also so good, and everything together made it more flavorful and delicious. It was really well-balanced dish and had me all like, damn, <laughs> why do you only serve so little? Uh which I can agree with. We ate there for um, like our anniversary or something, and it was uh, we were surprised that you know the portions were small, but sudden, somehow they still kind of fill you up. Uh, again, I would seriously have to budget accordingly since this is a twenty-two dollar dish. I would recommend it to the listeners, yes, especially if you're used to these types of meals. My girlfriend ordered her traditional cheese plate. Now, as I am usually not a not that fond of cheese plates. All I could say was I impressed because they gave you a sheet of the cheeses on the plate with descriptions and everything about what you were going to sample. However, they brought out a bread sampler. Now, I went to town on that. Those breads were on point and honestly kind of stopped because I was afraid I was going to fill up on bread and not have room for the food. This was my entire oh, – this was my entree, grilled roasted eye of ribeye with braised cap, bacon lardons, Roasted nanettes or nantes, roasted nantes carrots and blast tus, black Tuscan kale. Uh, this was a fancy version of a steak with barbecue beans and carrots. Oh, I like how he's like telling us the poor man's version of what the name is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not that big a fan of barbecue beans, but boy, if you served them like this, I would totally eat them. <laughs> just the process that's done to render the bacon and knowing all of the work they put in to extract. Excuse me, put to extract all the flavors. Man, it was delicious. The carrots were okay. I think they could have infused more flavor into them, but that they were better than the cafe or lean, the cafe or lean. Uh, this steak, uh, the steak was good, but not super good enough as Blue Bayou is still on top at the moment. So, would I have this again? This was not the greatest steak. And yeah, I've had, and at $50, yeah, I'll pass. So I would recommend it to the listener, or would I recommend to listeners? If you're there, sure, why not? But I wouldn't go out of my way for this um, and say you've got to try it. Uh, his girlfriend's dish, he says, she had the Brambly Roasted Angus Beef Filet Mignon. You're Brambly Roasted. I am. Uh, ember Roasted Autumn Roots and Huckleberry Essence. Now, I did get to sample this, and the Filet Mignon was well-seasoned and even came with a ba- with a came wrapped in bacon, which made it even better. That sauce was so on point and delicious. The broccoli was okay, but it just looked like this dish was just thrown together and rushed out. (laughs) So would I have it again? 
eh, again, this was not the best, but it was good and not not to the point that I would shell out $53, no questions asked. I'm getting the feeling that he probably should have went to Steakhouse 55. For that kind of money, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody's disappointed from Steakhouse and your I've had I've known plenty of people thing. that went to uh, Napa Rose, though, and love it. Yeah, we loved it, but, but it's not, they don't get the portions you do. But from Steakhouse. the money it sounds like he spent, it sounds like he would have been better off going to Steakhouse 55. And that's what we recommend you do. Write us a, a Steakhouse 55 uh, review next time. There. Yeah. Um, anyway, he goes on to say that uh, he wouldn't recommend um, to say that you'd have to try it, but I believe this is a better steak dish out of the two. I just wish they did a better job of plating it. So Disney, this was a letdown. How am I going to pay 53 bucks and have to look at the dish like a five-year-old plated it? Dirty. Now on to the last thing we had on that dinner. This was the rave and the hit on the afternoon. Oh, Truff- you get better plating from MasterChef Junior. Well, he says that the rave hit for the afternoon was the truffled mac and cheese. Ooh. Which, is that the picture of the truffled mac and cheese? Yeah. No, it's a plate. Oh. Uh, the truffle mac and cheese, though, is what you and I had at Steakhouse 55. Which was a bigger and it portion. And amazing. Uh, I think at the time we said that we both agreed it was the best mac and cheese we've had. I still agree with that. Yeah. The cool part about that, I don't know about here at Napa Rose, but at Steakhouse 55, you can go to the bar and order that for like 15 bucks and just take it with you or have it there. Right. Um, so this is the truffled mac and cheese. Uh, let me see if I can pronounce this correctly. Orachiete pasta with parmigiano reggiano. They're pretty good? Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, I've heard stories of how good this was. Boy, were they right. This was so good. It was so rich, but not overpowering. The cheese and pasta were so well-balanced, and it was just a great way to end the meal. We were literally just waiting to get more. We were just surprised on how well-served it was as well. Uh, if they, it's like if they had figured out exactly how big is the perfect portion should it be. So would I have this again? Yes, and this will probably be the only reason why I go to Napa Rose again. <laughs> totally worth the twelve dollars. Would I recommend it to the listeners? You must try this, as it was so good. That's three dollars cheaper than the one at Steakhouse uh, Fifty Five. Yeah, but it might be a smaller portion. Well, it too. looks like a smaller yeah. portion. Uh, if you want it to go, uh, just go to. Go to the bar at the steakhouse, and they'll give it to you to go or with a drink right there at the bar. Yes, you must, he says, would I recommend to the listeners? Yes, absolutely. It was so good and delicious. Uh, and then he ends by saying, so for all those that like my reviews or want to see other food, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. Nights with two S's on the end, 09. Uh, it's N-I-G-H-T-S-S-09-09. So until the next time, always remember me. There's no such thing as too expensive when going to Disney. Just funny hashtags. Hashtag best day ever. Hashtag most expensive day ever. I'm Mr. Knight, and this has been another food time with Mr. Knight and Tim. And adios, caballeros. Is that it? Do we have any other emails? No, that's not it. Oh, there's Moss. We have an addendum. Addendum. To oh, Mr. Wow. Knight. And the uh, next email is, is subject line says 90th episode. All right, guys, so I'm writing in on this one, and you get a double up, but this one will be super short since you got a long one already. Yes, me and Diggs got to enjoy some fat time at the parks. As always, that mint julep is bomb, and now I'm sad I never got to try the OG green one. Anyone got the recipe for that one? 
Come on, I need someone to come through on this one. Green and sugar, that's the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, I had the six pack of the beignets, and that, and this was probably my second favorite version of the special flavored ones. My favorite till this day is the peppermint beignets, the one that Anthony's don't like. I'm just kidding. You need to say that. (laughs) I just had to. All right. My favorite one till this day was the chili lime watermelon ones. He did say watermelon. Um, Fortunately, I did not get a chance to try out the taqueria since we were heading there and someone happened to be walking by with the Minnie's ice cream bucket thing and it was a squirrel a squirrel moment for us. <clears throat> squirrel. So we detoured into the ice cream parlor on Main Street. I read it and I was like, okay, this is going to be sweet. So I just did a waffle cone. One scoop, cookies and cream. Now the mini birthday thing was cool and the extra snack that came with it was good. It came with a brownie and a red velvet cupcake. The ice cream was a birthday cake flavored, which ended up being really sweet. All in all, this was the tiring trip since I had gotten to the park around 9 o'clock and apparently missed all of the parking and line fiasco that you guys experienced. Yeah, the parking was a breeze, took the flyover ramp and avoided that light and the detour that they do when the crowd control at the parking structure. We were parked and got through security in less than 20 minutes. So this is it, guys. I will probably be on hiatus from the parks till December 22nd when I have a major check off my Disney eating bucket list. I'll be returning with a anniversary dinner at Steakhouse 55. Hey. But we all know the mouse usually makes us go back. So stay tuned for any surprise visit. And, of course, the dinner that I'm looking forward to. So, again, this is Mr. Knight checking out from Mickey's 90th birthday extravaganza and adios caballeros. All right, thank you for your emails there, Mr. Knight. Next email is from Giselle the Gazelle. Hey. Her subject line is Lavender Dreams. Isn't she in Florida? No, she's back. Oh. All right, she says, Mouse Pyre, what's up? What is up, my dudes? So much to say and so little time. I'm currently catching up on all of the homework I didn't do over the Thanksgiving break and slowly losing my mind. Hashtag worth it. Let's see. I saw Ralph Breaks the Internet in my tiny movie theater in Big Bear on on Saturday. Love the princess stuff. And without giving away any spoilers to the listeners who haven't seen it, I thought some of the parts were pretty terrifying. Like what the heck was going on there? Other than that it was pretty lengthy, not going to lie, I almost fell asleep. It was a little bit long, actually. I yeah. didn't thought about that until now. I never noticed. Glad you guys had fun at Mickey's 90th. That was the night we went to Magic Kingdom. I was able to go to City Hall and get a button with no 90th written on it. So dumb. Yeah, we agree with that. It should have said 90th. But since we got there pretty late, we didn't do much of anything else. As for Walt Disney World app, you are able to create and reserve a FastPass party for you and your group 60 days in advance. It is the business. There are some rules. Only three per day, but I've tried for more. And on some days when the park isn't too busy, you can get away with extra once you've used the previous ones. Also, you are able to edit the FastPasses without having to cancel them completely first. 
So if you think you might not be able to make it to Flash Mountain from 1 to 2, you can edit it to see what else is available without canceling first. Something you cannot do at Disneyland. There are some perks to both apps, and I can see why we don't allow for Fast Passes in advance. But I think it's an awesome feature. Anyway, I think that's about it. When is the next meetup? Hope you heal fast, Diggs. Good luck tomorrow. Love, G. P.S. I did listen to our podcast. I did sound like a nerd. (laughs) I was wondering what she thought. P.P.S. I need those new lavender ears they are releasing. Hear that, Tim? The purple ones, yeah. Yeah, get her one. Uh, My sister sent me the picture. They are like rose gold, but lavender. Me equal broke. P.P.P.S. No, that's it. (laughs) That's funny. All right, thank you for your email there, Giselle the Gazelle. All right, so our next email is from Dan the Mailman. Uh-oh. Yeah, we know that guy. And his his subject line is early, early email. He actually sent this in yesterday, which was Sunday. Well, it's a good thing he didn't wait too long or he would have missed us completely this week. Hey guys, sending this early since a lot of things are fresh in my mind. On Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, went to the park to close it down for the day. It was not busy. There was even no one parked in Jesse. Dang. Watched the late showing of Fantasmic, Haunted Mansion Holiday, Big Thunder, and then started to get rained on, so I went for some fat time. Yeah, he, t- he tagged me in some video of Fantasmic. I did. That was you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Uh, tried the holiday brownie at Jolly Holiday. The brownie itself was cupcake-shaped. I forgot it was a brownie. And Anthony, you would say you needed milk for it. But some of us can't do that. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Giselle. So I had coffee instead. It was very rich, cream on top. The tree. The coffee was? Uh, the cupcake. Oh. Oh, I saw this picture of that. Yeah, yeah. The tree is, is the bottom of a waffle cone filled with cream and covered in icing top with the white chocolate present. Presents. Park closed as we were finishing finishing the brownies, so we took the opportunity to take photos of the lights in the rain. Wreck-It Ralph, non-spoiler review. I thought it was a great movie. It used every internet cliche you can think of, probably except podcasts. Wasn't sure where it was going at first since the plot made it seem like it was simple, but of course, Ralph complicates things. The Disney princess steal the show, in my opinion. And fun fact, I noticed all the recent princesses were voiced by their original actresses. Yeah, everybody, at least from Jody or uh, from Ariel and up, is all the original actresses. Yeah, Ariel definitely was. Well, er- everybody, Ariel and up. Yeah. The only ones that aren't are the ones that are dead. Dead. Yeah. So Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. A lot of Easter eggs. From every Disney property, so be on the lookout and make sure you stay for the entire thing. Probably be at the park sometime this weekend, so be on the lookout. Dan the man out. Yes, make sure uh, if you guys go check that out to uh, stay for all the credits and uh, that very, very last scene before um, the Walt Disney logo comes up. All right, thank you for your email, Dan the man. Course he went on the day I had to edit the podcast, so I couldn't go and join him. But hey, we'll see about this weekend. I oh, I don't know. I forgot it was a candlelight. 
Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll go on Friday. Say he couldn't have waited until you, uh, he couldn't have. Well, you didn't go on Thanksgiving either, did you? No. Yeah. I went to Black Friday, remember? Right. All right. Well, uh, that's it for emails. Bye. If you guys have, have any uh, comments, questions, your own tip of the week, if you guys have your own thoughts on Ralph Breaks the Internet, there you go. Or uh, Keep it to yourself. No, just <laughs> or anything else, all you have to do is email us. Mousefire at gmail.com. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties. Or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs. Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of the Mouse Power Podcast. We are D-U-N. Done. I don't spell math. Wait, no, that's not right. I don't know. I don't either. spell that. All right, so don't forget this weekend we have the candlelight ceremony, processional, all that crap going on. Going to be busy there in uh, Town Square, so be aware of that. If you are in the parks and don't want to deal with all that, make sure you're there before 5 o'clock and uh, stay over to the south side or north side. Yes, north side. Stay over there. Stay in Tomorrowland, you know, Fantasyland, all that other stuff. West side, chill over there. Go over to New Orleans or Nolens and uh, get some uh, beignets and hold the peppermint. <laughs> well, yeah, that's going on this weekend. And if you want to check it out and, and maybe find a spot to look, there's going to be a standby line. And, um, yeah, you need to be there really early to stand in a standby line for about six, seven days. I don't know. Where's that usually at? Uh, you know what? They usually have the standby line right on if you're going into uh, the park from the left side, usually like in the area where uh, they have like, you know, one of the characters. There's a line starting from the tunnel, basically, and going mm. in front of like Mickey's, the Mickey's flower thing. Oh, wow. So it's usually over there. It'll have a sign saying standby line. I'm going to start pretty early. Yes, that's what I'm saying. They're like six days in advance, kind of like Black Friday people, you know, standing over there and in front of Best Buy. So, yeah, there'll be a standby area. Wristbands, wristbands. Yes, and you guarantee, you're not guaranteed to get a spot even if you're in line. So I, I don't think it's worth it. All you have to do is just walk down Main Street and just head over to downtown or head over to like California Adventure, downtown Disney, and you can watch some of the goings on while it's going on or you can just youtube it there you go and like we said earlier we still don't know who's going to be doing any narrations and uh, you probably won't hear until the day of when people start posting when they are rehearsing during the day i predict i don't know i don't know if they have predictions he just doesn't know what they are i usually i don't know if they if they're if who they bring in usually ever means anything right. i don't know i was gonna say i predict john c Riley. I was just thinking that too. Ooh. I would say Silver Sarah Silverman, but I think she's already done it, and I don't know how, if they bring back people. I'd also don't forget that we have the After Darks going on in February and March. They're at night. Yes, because they're after dark. So uh, you can get your tickets now. Head over to uh, Disneyland.com/events and check out all that. The information is there. Ninety-nine dollars per ticket per person. And if they're sold out already, we told you so, but you didn't hear it. Exactly. Yes, go check that out if you guys plan to go. Hurry up and get your tickets. Don't let us say we told you so. Yeah. Because we will anyways. You can find us on Facebook at Mousebuyer. 
And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Mousepire. And then on the uh, old uh, Snapchats, which you can find when Ralph breaks the internet. Yes. And uh, Digs break the mic stand. And uh, that is also Mousepire. At gmail.com. Yes. And the singing guy is Tim, Tim Fresh One on Facebook, hyphen between the fresh and the one. I'm the only one on Facebook with that name. Thank you. And who the hell are you? I am Diggs. You can find me on Instagram at Blue1313. Also, follow Buttons by Diggs on Instagram there. You will see what your button order is going out if I remember to post that. Uh, Don't forget to head over to DGP.com. DGP, I don't even know what it is. Don't forget to head over to DGPclothing.com. Yes, head over to DGPclothing.com. Get your mouse pyre gear, and uh, you can uh, help support the podcast that way. Or you can go to patreon.com slash mousepire and get the Michael the Mail Guy $3 special. Yes, help support the podcast. And don't forget to head over to YouTube. Check out the podcast there with all the awesome pictures that you can see, especially all the food that Mr. Knight talked about today on his food review. Those pictures will be posted on this week's episode. We're doomed. <laughs> Only if you're hungry. As long as we're clear on that. Buttons, not pins. Right. And until next time, remember, if someone says you look like poo, change your clothes and take a shower because you probably smell. So for Bill Hader, Vin Diesel, and Rick Astley, I'm Anthony. I'm Tim. I'm Diggs. Bye. Oops. Problems. This is not going to go the way you think. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. (laughs) Never gonna run around and desert (laughs) you. (laughs) This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio sound bites and other clips are property of their copyright holders all original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com but don't worry i'm here to make things seem even longer is that for me <laughs> yes. yeah good in this week's episode we're breaking the internet with ralph we'll give you our semi spoiler review review of the film and see how it stacks up with the first review review i like review review in this week's episode we're breaking the internet with ralph We'll give you our semi spoil for also candlelight professional, also professional candlelighters, also candlelight professional. I just can't say it. What the hell's my problem? We'll give you our semi spoiler free review of the film. <laughs> I keep hearing review review in my head, you fuckers. <laughs> I like gripping my Joshmo. Well, who's that? Is that you? I might have farted. Okay. Oh man. Can I just point out that I'm totally lost? Um, that's okay. It's all right. You fucking, you guys with the review review. So I'm going to chime back in with one of those. I haven't, I've never done a live email before since I'm on the show more, most of the time, but I found the mint julep uh, a recipe. I sent it to you so you can put it on the page. Uh, it's in your uh, messenger messages. Uh, but it starts off by saying the original recipe that is given to guests upon request at City Hall on Main Street uh, and you can find a non-alcoholic creme de menthe syrup at this website is davincigourmet.com. Uh, this is a yield six cups and it's ready in two hours. You, you use one pound of granulated sugar, six cups of water, 
one and a quarter cups of lime juice concentrate, eight and a half ounces of lemonade concentrate, and three quarter cups of creme de menthe syrup, which is available at liquor stores uh, if you want the alcohol version or you can order it without. Uh, Garnishes are mint leaf, lime slice, and marciano cherries. Uh, The directions are to combine the sugar and water in a three-quart saucepan and stir until the contents of sugar have dissolved. Stir in the lime and the lemonade concentrate next. Continue stirring and bring to a boil just below the boiling point of 210 degrees. Do not boil, all in caps. Remove the pan from the heat and chill, and once chilled, add a ratio of one part syrup to five parts chilled water. Transfer the beverage into a pitcher and enjoy. Uh, garnish each serving with mint leaves, lime, and a uh, lime slice, and a marciano cherry. Sorry, the yield is estimated. 